Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three and boom. We're back again. We're back once again. Fuck yeah. Sunday evening podcast this time. That's right. We're going to uh, do a little barbecue after this. I'm definitely playing the role of the mooch today, though. I did not bring any dishes to share in this barbecue extravaganza. Brought your dazzling presents. I brought that and that was it. No, you brought some sticks. I brought the mobility sticks. I will, I will pay for my mobility session and meet. <laughs> that could be taken wrong. Could be. Could be. Not as bad as when you fucking told me you wanted to come over and let me play with your stick. I don't know if that's how I worded it exactly. I think I said... I have it right here. I think I said, hey, I should come over one of these days and show you my stick. Or show you my stick moves. Or how, mm, how did I say No, 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 no. <laughs> where are we at here? Here we go. Damn it. Okay. Uh, where are we at? See? I lost it. You're making I stuff lost up, it. James. I know. Well, anyways. Because I don't think we get, we have been accused of being a gay couple out in public. We have. On, on a couple of occasions. 
Yep. I don't believe it's my fault. It is. I'm. You're the. You're like you don't even know it. I have to point it out to you, so you're the oblivious one. <laughs> Man, I can't find it. It was funny. I had some good shit. Anyways, all right. Well, we'll stop boring everyone with me looking through texts. That was a riveting. It was Everybody riveting. Everybody was in such suspense. God damn it. How did, where did it go? Because <clears throat> you admit that you sent me a text about it, and it had the word stick in it. <laughs> and I can't... Anyways, we'll leave it You're at that. You were probably so disturbed you deleted it. You're like, I can't handle this. I might have been, man. So... It was very possible. <clears throat> very possible. But, um... Anyways, anyways. Back to stick mobility. So, yeah, you came over with your, uh, with your, your stick. Mobility sticks. Your mobility sticks. And I'm digging them, man. Showed been, me some stuff. I'm a, I'm a white belt when it comes to the stick mobility. You might have a striper too on yeah, your belt. I probably got a striper too. You yeah. Know, I, I can actually tie my belt. Yeah. I know how to put my gear on properly. I don't think, yeah, it's not like there's, the level is fucking super high. No, yeah. but dude, I like them. Yeah. I really do. I think, I think there's something there. I did too. I was yeah, like I was saying. I mean, the routine you took me through was uh, was good. Um, simple, simple. Upper body focused. Yeah, know. yeah. But I mean, like we were saying, I think that there's the there's that one move. The what do you call that one? The lunging one. The bow and arrow. The bow and arrow. Lunging bow and arrow. Yeah, like that thing is very, very, uh, very interesting. I like that move. I like how it really forces your. Your upper back to lock in. You've got this, you know, strong push pull going on. It's, it, uh, it feels like it's doing some really good stuff. And you, you can only do that with the mobility stick. If you tried to do that with something else, you, it would be You're bad. You're gonna get hurt. Or something. Yes. Yeah. If you try to use just a PVC pipe or a yeah. stick, yeah, it's yeah. gonna go south. Yeah. You need something that's gonna bend but not break. Yeah. First, we just kind of jumped into this for everybody listening. There actually is a product out there called. Stick Mobility. Their website, their business is stickmobility.com. Yeah, it's the orange stick. It's a big orange stick. And they have different lengths, different two different diameters, like a pro version for if you're a real big, meaty dude. I like how they call it the pro. I'm pretty sure like, they call it the like pro. Not like the big boy. <laughs> or the big something. Boy stick. The big boy stick. They should have made it black. <laughs> man, we need to talk to the marketing department. Yeah. We can help these guys out. I guess so, man. Probably not. No. But uh, no. But anyways, like all joking aside, man, like, I'm really digging them. Like I said, I got, I got, I've been playing with them quite a bit. You know, just exploring, trying different routines, different moves. Yeah. Slowly piecing together routines. That's why I'm kind of using you as my guinea pig. Yeah. I know you'll give me good, honest feedback. Yeah. Whether what I'm coming up with is garbage or if there's something to it. No, I think it's uh, yeah, it's definitely got some some good stuff. I mean, it's like we we're saying, a lot of the stuff you can do with a with a. PVC pipe or, or broomstick. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things that you definitely need the, the stick mobility, like a, a specialty piece of equipment for. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, I'm going to get one and, and, it was, and play also, around with it. There is, sorry to interrupt. I get no. excited. We're talking about my stick. I get excited. Uh, there's too many, <laughs> too many jokes here. But uh, <laughs> The stick episode. The stick episode. But uh, there is, you know, quite a few different stretches or moves I've gotten into that yes, you can do with a, a broomstick, but the mobility stick is better. Yeah. You, you don't necessarily need the flexion of it, but it, it it is beneficial. If you had if you had two sticks side by side and you were about to do this, like that snake reach from that yeah. launch position. Yeah. No, you don't need a stick that bends, but if you have one that bends, it is a little nicer. Yeah. And that's what I found. There's several several different moves like that 
that yes, they can be done either way. But if you could, yeah. pick, if you could pick a flexi one, you're gonna pick the flexi one. Yeah, well, the flexi one it it, it creates a little instability. Yep. And so, and that little instability creates a reactive tension, and that's a lot of you know. I think that's what you're you're probably feeling because that's what I was noticing. Like now that you mention it, like I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I remember thinking about that. Like, oh, this thing is, it's like picking up a a fucking a rock versus doing like a deadlift. You know, just like that that the instability of the rock forces reactive tension. And versus like, you know, just having a perfectly symmetrically loaded thing with a perfect handle, you know, there's just not that, that same reactive tension, um, that you get from it. And so that's why like, you know, lifting a, lifting a heavy rock or a sandbag or something like that, it feels different. Different than an evenly yeah. loaded barbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to explain, but you know, I've, I've actually was thinking about that on the mace runs cause you know, picking up a heavy fucking rock. And I'm always say like, dude, you'd be embarrassed if you put that rock on a scale. Yeah. Was that like 75 pounds? You know, and it's like a one rep max for me. <laughs> and but it is the the rock is it's like triangular shaped and it's so hard to get a grip on. And you're and you're as you're picking it up, the the it's shifting around. So you gotta stay with it. And so there's so much more going on. And so I feel like the yeah the stick mobility kind of does that like that as the stick bends that's where you get that reactive push pull and the tension um in there and that that tension is uh man it's it's funny you uh, brought those over because i was thinking about talking about like mobility but also just like like tension creating tension is part of um getting rid of tension like you know you almost kind of have to like i don't know how if you noticed this but so like the ramping isometric or uh, or neck one, mm-hmm. the back of the neck where we're doing like the tricep and back of the neck, you like if my neck's feeling a little out of whack or whatever, a little sore, a little tight, doing that will actually make it feel better. Looser afterwards. Looser yeah. afterwards. Dude, my neck feels phenomenal after I do that. Right. And yeah. it's almost because like your body, it overcompensates. That's why you build muscles. Well, you know, we, we hope. <laughs> then uh, as every teenage boy can attest to. <laughs> um... But, uh, you know, you, you, the body overcompensates. That's one of the, the basic, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adaptation rules is it's going to overcompensate. So you, you know, do a little bit, you, you take, so, but if if you take the tension really high, it's going to compensate by decreasing the tension quite a bit. I mean, you saw that one of the studies that I, a couple of studies I saw that looked at isometrics actually decreasing blood pressure. And, you know, at first it's like, what the fuck? How is something where you're ramping the, the, the tension up to max levels helping blood pressure? And it's like, well, it, the, the body super compensates by taking the pressure, the, you know, the tension down even further uh, than normal because it's like, holy crap, I got to, you know, be ready for this again. So it's, I always, uh, I was talking with uh, um, Shiloh, like really the key to performance at a certain point, it's not the ability to create more tension, it's the ability to relax better. And so it's like if you've got a volume knob and it's like, you know, from zero to a hundred, <clears throat> zero is completely relaxed and hundred is max tension. And most people get stuck, you've got tight muscles, so it means that the volume knob can only come down to like 40, right? Like if there's always a little bit of tension in the muscle, the volume is always on a little bit, it, it can't relax past a certain point. So even though you've got this strength, Right, you can lift all this weight or display strength, and but 
you can only use like 40% of it in effect because you can't relax enough in between displays of it. And so, uh, you know, the, the ability to relax and get that volume down to like 20 and then back up to 100, you're actually using, you know, have more usable strength, um, you know, so to speak, like on a repetitive basis. And so that was like one of the things I found in sprinters is it's not the ability to create more force, it's the ability to relax more completely between strides that, that allows you to uh, like take more advantage of the force that you're creating. So it's, uh, yeah. Kind of the same principle. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, like I said to you when we were out there playing around with them, that's something <clears throat> I'm really liking about them is being able to get into an end range and then creating tension and owning that position whatever that position may be, yeah. instead of just getting into a stretch and kind of flopping into it and half-assing it, even if, you're, even if you're doing it with good intention, you're still not, if you're just doing a regular stretch, you're not creating tension in that move. Right, and yeah. It feels good. Like after, yeah. I mean, because you, you kind of inspired me. You said something to me because I brought those sticks over, I think let's just say it was Wednesday, and the first time I kind of went through with them, and uh, you were fucking around with me, in your smart ass comment kind of spread because you, <laughs> you, you said we were talking about uh, strength cycle or something I was like you told me like I needed to chill out and it's not so many words or more words and uh, I was like well maybe I will but my strength cycle doesn't end until like the end of July and, you, and you're like oh I thought you were going to say it was going to end when you were like 50 <laughs> and then I was like and I was like well then I go into my hypertrophy cycle and you said something kind of offhand like Oh, maybe you should have like a little transitionary cycle in there. And I'm like, that is quitter talk, James. Yep. That sounds like fucking pussy talk. But then I got, so the next day I went home because I had worked out hard that day. And then I was going to work out hard again the next day. And I was like, man, I feel a little bit beat up. Dude, I just spent like literally like 90 minutes, hour to 90 minutes that day, just all stick mobility, just exploring, playing. Dude, I felt fucking phenomenal afterwards. I went out there feeling a little. Just tight, you know? Yeah. And normally I just would have, like, stretched or something. But no, man, I had, like, 60 to 90 minutes of focused intention just doing different mobility moves for my whole body, man, from fucking fingertip to tip of my toes. And, dude, I felt phenomenal afterwards. So good that I worked out again. <laughs> undid it all. I undid it all. That is the hard thing, man. Yeah, you do. I've, I've done that so many times. You, you feel like not so hot and then you do some mobility work and then you're like, dude, I'm feeling pretty good. Let's do a workout. Let's do a workout. <laughs> like, the exact opposite of what you're like like 80% of the time, at least I end the workout going like, damn it, why did I, why did I do that? Why did I do that? But anyways. But anyways. Yeah. So, so I had good intentions. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, but the, uh, on a side note, I mean, the transition phase is used by a lot of athletes, successful athletes. I wouldn't quite call it quitter talk. And so, yeah, it's just that chance to give your body a break a little bit between training cycles. So what's that, like a day or two transition phase? What are we talking about? You know, at least like six hours. (laughs) (laughs) The work day. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, you just try not to like take extra steps. (laughs) No, I I mean, even... uh, I know, dude, it's so hard. Because... I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, we're, we both have, there's something, we come from that no pain, no gain. Like, you need to fucking, if you're not pushing hard, and even though we know better, it's like, dude, it was drilled into us coming up. And so, uh, but yeah, programming in, like, you know, with the, you know, the workouts that 
that I make for people. Like the fourth week's a, a deload week. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of similar, man. It's actually interesting that I think about it now. Because I would tell people, like, week one, you want to be 50%, right? It should be easy. You should walk out of the gym knowing that you could do more. Mm-hmm. And then week two should be like 80%, where you're kind of knocking, you know, getting towards your, your edges, your capacity, but you know you could do more. Like, you, you definitely know you could do more. And then week three is uh, like 100%. You know, you, you give it everything that you've got. And then week four, you go in and you just back off. You back off the weight and the volume. And then, so you're still doing the same exercises. So neurologically, you're still getting the same practice uh, of the movement, which in a lot of ways is, you know, the most important thing because the more practice your body gets at the movement, the more efficient it's going to get. And so you're still practicing the movement, but you're just backing off, giving your chance, you know, a little transition week, if you will. And then uh, doing it again with the next four-week cycle. But you can do it that way or you can do, uh, you know, like have an actual transition phase. But that's more like if you're like a professional athlete. You know what I mean? Like you get done with your season mm-hmm. and it's the... Before you start building for yes. the next season. Yeah, yeah, day. yeah, man. You need to take a couple weeks where you're doing nothing that's like really structured, that's really trying to work towards improving your fitness. It's just you know yeah just recovery uh so it but it, yeah it's you have to have it in there um somewhere but it's uh well part of part of it and one i'm kind of an idiot kind of a me head i got an end of me head but two is just like dude i can't wrestle it's like oh yeah i don't have that outlet yeah it's fucking driving me insane dude i'm really starting to go a little crazy not being it because i feel good physically you know what i mean i literally dude i feel in pretty good shape right now I know if I was to start rolling, it'd take me a minute to get my wind back. But right. I've, been, I've been doing plenty of cardio, yeah. you know, and different stuff. Like, I'm, I'm active. I'm not out of shape. But I know my tendon's not ready. And I, I, I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind I can't wrestle right now. Right. I'm not yeah. stupid. But I'm fucking losing my mind. So I'm, I'm, I try to get all my angst out in my garage. Yeah. So I'm not out in the world flipping people off and getting road rage. and. Got to. Yeah. You got to burn the energy for sure. For sure. But yeah, the two sides of it. Well, when you get the Morpheus thing, yeah, uh, pumps. That should this should be showing up. I think he said August. I can't Pretty remember now. Here. I'm pumped for that. But you know, on that note, um, some I want to ask you about because you're more knowledgeable than I am when it comes to physical training. So like when you're stretching, I know this. I can say the words, but whether I really, it's kind of like I Google know it. I don't really have the knowledge of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're stretching, you're not, you're, you're never st- stretching the muscle, right? You're not, you're, right. You, you can never lengthen your muscle, right? Because you got your, mu- you got your muscle insertion points, and that's for easy. Because I'm looking at my arm. Yeah. Like your biceps hooked here and it's hooked here. You, you can't ever change that. You know. So when you're stretching, it's, it's almost all central nervous adaptation, right? You, yeah, 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 yeah. For the. For the most part, I mean, I hate to use the words always and never because you just put yourself in a fucking box and it shows a lack of critical thinking skills. So I'm sure there are instances and cases and methods or whatever that could result in actual lengthening of the muscle tissue itself. But no, you're, you're right though. Like 99.9% of the time, what you're doing when you're stretching and you're doing flexibility stuff is not... Um, 
lengthening, lengthening the, muscle. the muscle because yeah like you said you have your insertion points it's it's fucking hard it's it's muscle fibers man and so fibers don't lengthen uh you know very easily and so yeah a lot of what it is it, it's um yeah i was thinking about the other day is it, it's really um like fascial like nervous system and fascial stretching you know, because and so the fascia around the fibers around the muscles, yeah, you can actually stretch that. Well, so like it's like a balloon, right? Like the fascia is the balloon right. that that that, uh, that it contains the muscle fibers, and then and then the fascia uh, turns into your tendons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's what transitions into the tendons, and then the ten the, the tendons attach to the bone, and then the the tendons actually. Um, you know, so that's, the, and then there's a, so that's how the, the muscles like connect to each other. Like, you know, your, your, your head bone really is connected to your, uh, fucking toe bone through your fascial system. And so the muscles that are around each are, are connected through that. And so, and it, it, that's connected to your nervous system. Like there's still like when, when, when people are talking about the fascial system, there's a little bit of fucking voodoo, black magic, you know, Anunnaki, fucking ancient aliens bullshit going on where it's just, you know. Hey, it's not bullshit, James. It's a little fuzzy. <laughs> it's a little fuzzy. Hey, man, you know what? What it is is like there's a lot of stuff and you don't know what's bullshit and what isn't. And the yeah. people who are saying it don't really know what is and what isn't. And so, you know, some of it probably will turn out to be true. But, uh, you know... No one really knows. There's, you know, there's a lot of uh, like the whole fascial system. I mean, up until recently, they didn't think it really did anything. You know, it just. It, but now they're realizing like it has its own. You know, it's connected to the nervous system. It has its own. You know, feedback. What is up with Locker here? I don't know, dude. What's up, man? His dog's going crazy. I don't know. Yeah, he's gonna get kicked out of here in a second. <laughs> I think you smell like dog. He's in love with you. That's all right. And your dog smell, but. Uh, so yeah, but so if you, the fascial system, if that you know, if you can get, um, like the the nervous system to relax, and it lets some of that tension in the muscles and the fascial system relax, and so that's gonna you know connect um, your Aka, you're gonna get kicked out. Aka, go. You gotta go, man. Go. Yeah. What the fuck? He's never done that before. He's in here just tweaking out. So, um, but yeah, so that's why I, you have to pay attention, like with mobility, like you have to pay attention to your upper body position when you're doing your lower body stretches and lower body mobility. It's all connected. Because it's all connected. And so if you have slack in the system and now you're doing lower body mobility, well, that lower body mobility is basically being created with slack in the fascial system from bad posture in the upper body. And so if you're trying to maintain good body, good upper body posture, that's a different amount of slack. That's a different position for the fascial system. And so the, that's going to affect how the lower body is going to be able to move now. And so that's, you know, yeah. And it, and obviously it all goes to the nervous systems fucking interacting with all of it. So, it, yeah, it's not really the muscle fibers themselves. It's it's more of the the, the, the fibers and, and the fascial system and how they're um, interacting with the you know tension. Because again, I'm sure the fascial system, you know, if, if you have like tension in the muscle fibers, 
that's why I like uh, um, doing like massage. We were just talking about like when you're getting a good massage, that's why it hurts because you're ramping the, the tension. They're pushing in on tight muscles and it's artificially ramping up the pressure and the tension in that muscle. And that's why it hurts. And then you release it and the body super compensates and relaxed, relaxes. So that's why, uh, you know, a massage or, or foam roller, um, you know, the uh, even... Um, the thumper. The thumper, uh, your, um, oh, fuck, dude, the dry needling, mm-hmm. you know, like all those things kind of uh, um, do affect like the tension in the muscle themselves, the muscle fibers themselves. And then, and then obviously that's going to affect how the fascial system, if, that, if those are tight, that's going to affect how the fascia is holding those muscles. And so is they're able to relax. And so anyways, yeah, it's all a complicated system, but and I'm probably half of what I said is bullshit. But <clears throat> see, you can, I can regurgitate it in a lot less words than that. But I thought about that because I don't know. I came across something the other day, and there's a lot of things that I hear people say, or even myself, like information I can just regurgitate. And then I started thinking, like, do I really have the knowledge of that? Right. Or do I just. I think the best term I could come up with was, or do I just Google know it? You know what I mean? Right, you know right, what I mean? right, like, yeah. Like, I can Google it real quick. Oh, yeah, I can recite it. Yeah. And then that's it. I really don't have the deep understanding. Right, yeah. yeah. And that's a big difference. Yeah. Well, the other day we were talking about it, and, and I was, because I, I was, again, thinking about this shit while I was stretching, that you get into an uncomfortable, unfamiliar position, and it is your nervous your, your nervous system switches to the the sympathetic fight or flight like that's why you start <clears throat> yeah you start getting sweaty and you know your breathing gets tight you go into the panic breathing and so you literally are like your nervous system is, is switched the sympathetic is dominant and so your that's where the breathing comes in your ability to use breathing to relax like it literally flips a switch in the nervous system and now the nervous system is now more parasympathetic or, or you know rest and relaxation dominant and then that's going to allow the tension in the muscles to decrease that's going to allow the the fascial system to gain some more slack that's what's going to allow you to get deeper into positions or you know i tell people like fuck dude if you can just relax right like if you get into a position and you're like <laughs> and 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 by the end of it you're like and you didn't get any deeper into that stretch or that position, you improved your mobility. Yeah, you, you made progress. Yep, I would say you improved your mobility. You own that position more. And so, and that's where a lot of these things, like the, the functional range conditioning stuff, I think that you've fucking come across that because you've been the shit. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, and, and it's the same thing. They're creating tension, tension. And then they're doing mobility and you're getting to those in ranges. And so, you know, you're, that's what a lot of it is, 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 uh, playing with the nervous system to try to, you know, you're ramping up the tension, you're putting it in this bad position and then you're able to, you know, relax. And then it, it shows like, Oh, okay. It overcompensates. And so, but yeah, you gotta, that's the thing. I think for a long time, um, the like stretching, you're getting into an end range and then you're trying to flip the switch into your, your, your parasympathetic, let it relax, gain some length that way. Mobility was, was good you know, because you're moving through full range of motion, but we weren't doing anything really to create tension in those end ranges of motion. We had something to relax, 
we had something to move through full range of motion, but we didn't really have anything that was creating tension in those end ranges of motion. And so that's where I think like the stick yep. um, and like that functional range conditioning stuff where you're getting into the, the end and you're doing isometric holds. Um, I think that's what the gap that those things are filling and why people are finding them so effective because it's something that we weren't really working on. We weren't really doing. And so it's a giant gap that most people didn't even realize that they had. And then you get a tool that starts filling that gap. And it's like, oh shit, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, then that's where I'm at. With I know, I know, I know. You can tell me, you're probably so sick of it, but dude, I'm pumped no, up. No. Uh-uh. For that reason, like, you know, getting into that end range, being able to own it, create tension. And also, just like you had mentioned, you know, like say you're stretching your hips, you're a lower body stretch of some sort, but your upper body, you're not cognizant of it. You're, mm-hmm. just, you're just flopping. Right. You're doing yourself a disservice. And using that stick, you know, you can get into some positions to where you not have to create a lot of tension, but it's a, like a feedback tool. Yes. So is my upper body <laughs> set up? Am I structured, balanced, sound? It's not a ma- yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a sweet feedback mechanism, mechanism, just like the bands. Yep. You know, doing a stretch, you know, with the bands on the hips or whatever the case is. Like, it's a, it's an awesome fucking feedback tool. If you don't have a coach there saying, hey, tuck this here, tighten this here, boom, boom, moving you around. Yeah. You have these other tools and man, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, I've been really digging it. No, man. I think it's good stuff. So, this actually brings up a question. I told you I had like a, a, a philosophical question about mobility. Sweet. I'll try to use some big words to answer to make myself sound smarter. So, I'm going to ask the question and then I'll, I'll kind of, you know, say why, what got me thinking about it. But like, so what what is mobility? Like, how would you define it? What is mobility? Um... How would I define it? Like the Webster's Dictionary definition of mobility. Like if you were talking to a potential client and they were like, what's this mobility thing, The the easiest way, I guess I can explain it, like trying to explain to somebody that's uninitiated, is I have to give them the contrast of mobility and flexibility. Sure, man. No, however you would explain it. So, you know, flexibility is, you know, how far I can take your leg and like push it up towards your chest, like a hamstring stretch. And, and as soon as you, you know, like scream or pull a muscle, that would be the end of your flexibility. Mobility is you, how far you can move that leg by yourself. Correct? That, 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 that'd be the best. That would be the yeah, best yeah, way yeah. I, I can no, I'm, not, I'm not asking right, this right. In, to set you up. There's right, not a right. Yes but that, right. for me, I think the easiest way to explain yeah. that's how I would explain yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And again, because this is one of those things like, you know, there maybe there are definitions of it, but whatever, um, you know, my thoughts are my own thoughts. Right. And so... Um, you know, and cause I think the same thing, but how would you relate injury prevention with that definition? I would say the more mobile you are, once your body gets pushed into a, a position that's at the end range of your abilities, you're you're not gonna tense up and freak out, and then because once you get tensed up and freak out, that's when the injury is gonna more likely to happen. Yeah. If you can own that end range position and, un- and understand where you are, you can create you can have enough tension there to be safe and recognize it before you just get into that fight or flight lock up and something pops. Yeah. 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 That's how I would say. It. I would I would agree. Okay. I would agree. So what got me thinking about this was that. Um, those two studies that I mentioned, the one that uh, looked at 
the um, incident, like injury rate in jujitsu practitioners, and it was like 80 plus percent of them had injuries. And it was, you know, another one that looked at like low back pain. I think, that, you know, maybe it was the same uh, one. Yeah, we talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. But it was really high, right? And these were like 27-year-old. The average age of these these practitioners was 27 years old. This isn't even like the 40-plus-year-old crew. And and it was like, yeah, super high rate of low back pain. That's what it was. And there's been other other ones that have looked at injury rates and have been high with that, that specific low back pain one. And then... There was a study that looked at the functional movement screen scores and jujitsu athletes and found that it tended to be pretty fucking bad. It tended to be pretty poor. Oh, yeah. This is the episode where you're calling me out on my fucking terrible function movement. Yeah, yeah. I've done that a few times. <laughs> so, but the, uh, <clears throat> so, and, and I asked you the question then, like, it, it seems interesting because. Most people would say that jujitsu athletes, you know, 27 year old uh, jujitsu practitioners, especially if they're competitive, which like half of these were competitive, and the competitors actually had higher rates of low back injuries. And, you know, I mean, we could probably attest to that on like, you know, some level with knowing some high level competitors and, and uh, injury rates and stuff like, you know, or just, you know, people getting injured. And so, but mobility, like most people would look at jujitsu people and be like, man, you got really good mobility. Like they, they score pretty well in, by most standards of mobility. Um, or just, I guess, you know, just off the top of your head, you know what I mean? Like you, 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 would, assume, you, would, you would assume that, that you would think it'd be a safe yeah. assumption. Yeah. yeah. And have, have like above average levels of mobility compared to the okay. public. And yet they have... Uh, poor high injury rates you know high incidence of uh, low back pain like right on level with the general public and yet so this functional movement screen seems to uh, be a better predictor of injury prevention than quote unquote mobility and and some could argue which I, I would I've argued with myself on this already a little bit they're like well the functional movement screen you know there's some mobility aspects to that like you can there's definitely movements in that that are like a mobility uh, based movement you, you would say like, well, your, your, your inability to do this is a mobility move right mm-hmm. and so um, but so within that you know you could say like, well there, okay there's specific mobility moves that seem to have a a thing there but I guess just my what got me thinking is we're just all like mobility right like people just throw this fucking word out mobility and I think by this point most people share your you know all, our definition I, I would define it the same way I'm not even going to say it's your definition I'm going to say I would define it the same way um, but there seems to be a disconnect between mobility and injury prevention and so like wouldn't mobility Really, like, how good is, like, what, like, <clears throat> part of my idea is, like, you're, like you said, like, increasing your mobility should decrease your injury rate. In theory. In theory, right, right, right. But there doesn't seem to be, like, so. Well, see, I, I see where you're going. So, with anyways, it. yeah, like, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of it. It, it was more just a matter of thinking, just, you know. Is there a little bit more to the story than just mobility? That's where I'm going. Is there's more to the story? Is because you and I have 
definitely both seen this, is that just because someone is really good at jiu-jitsu and you would assume they're mobile, that is not necessarily the case. They are good. They have structured their whole jiu-jitsu game around their abilities or lack thereof. Right? Like, they, they know where they are strong and where they're weak, and they just force the game into where they're strong. Yeah. So it doesn't... Just because someone's good at jiu-jitsu, they don't necessarily have to be super mobile. Yeah. So... It's kind of, I think it's one of those things, yeah, you would assume a really good jiu-jitsu guy is very mobile, but that's, I think more often than not, that's an inaccurate assumption. So, yeah, I mean, I would, again, it's like, how are we defining it, right? Right. Like, can you touch your toes? What's your metric? Right? Like, yeah, like, what's your, what, you know, what kind of metric are we, are we using? Right. And so, um... And so, so if you go to the functional, use the functional movement screen... Yeah. as our metric, most jiu-jitsu guys would have a really shitty score. Right. So then, so then, then that makes sense. Okay, that's why a lot of jiu-jitsu guys have high injury rates. So right? yeah, right. So I guess like my thought is that that mobility should be more specific, right? Like you're only as strong as your weakest link, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of the points of the functional movement screen, or just having some sort of of way to assess things and then prioritize them based on you know some sort of assessment and so um yeah i mean so the you're you're only strong as your weakest link and so spending a ton of time or spending your time just working everything when everything isn't equally needing work probably is not the best way like you should have some way of assessing what is my weak link in my mobility? And like I was saying, you know, talking earlier, like your fascial system connects everything, right? So if you have a weak link, if you have one movement pattern, one area that is particularly uh, immobile and not able to move, uh, you know, properly without some sort of dysfunction or, 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 uh, or lack of range of motion, um, then, you know, then that's going to affect everything else. So the... Uh, hold on, man. Right, I'll jump in there while you're thinking. But yeah, that makes sense. Like you said. Oh yeah, yeah. The fascial oh. system all being being connected. So yeah, yeah. If you've got that, so you know you've got if you're like you know your shoulder. Like we we do your assessment right, and so we find like like your upper body is the the weak link or whatever's the weak link, and then you also have like uh, a tight something else, and so you're like, well, I need to work on both of these things, and it's like, well, if you if you really improve this weak link, it'll help. It'll help the other one. And so having this just like kind of shotgun approach and not really having like, this is it. And I really need to have a routine that specifically, you know, addresses this. You still need to address everything else, but you need to have something that's specifically addressing your, your, your weakest link. And then also just, I would say like expanding mobility to include like integrity with your environment, like mobility in isolation doesn't mean anything. Mobility in the context of your ability to interact with your environment means something. Explain it a little more. So being able to just do a, a bodyweight squat is great, but your ability to execute that squat, you know, what with a kid, that ability to execute that squat while someone's pulling on your fucking lapel, you know, that's a different story, right? 
And so I assess you and you can do a perfect body weight squat, great. But I give you a wiggling 45 pound kid and ask you to squat down and pick them up and, and handle it and, and it falls apart. Or, you know, you get in a gi and someone's so fucking tugging on your, your fucking thing and your, your, all your integrity breaks down. That's a different thing. So like really mobility should be contextual in, in establish you know, like it, it's integrity with your environment. Like that's, you know, mobility should include that definition and the environment is obviously going to be uh, subjective to the individual and the sport and things like that. But you got to look at that and then say, okay, like how is, you know, how is their mobility with their environment? And, and is there a hole in that? And then that's another way to try to, and if we're not improving that, then what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Sort of thing. So anyway, so that's kind of where my, my mind wanderings went with that. No, I, I can't disagree at all. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Because you had said something to me the other day. And it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to say that. Because my upper body's pretty tight. Yeah. I, I always do a ton of, I'm always doing a ton of fucking pull-ups and push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> always, you are. Always. Yeah. Just because I'm an idiot. I mean, I do, now that I have all this extra time, I do just as much lower. I actually probably do more lower body shit nowadays because i got to get my legs strong again, right? Yeah. But I, I still never forget to do my pull-ups, right? And so my upper body is really tight, and it's not too far of a stretch to say my upper body immobility or tightness could very well lead to two ACL tears. It's not out of the realm of question, just because I have that's super tight, so I have to compensate someplace else, which causes me to have to compensate here. So like that, that very well could be my weak link. Like I really need to open that up, and again, you got to address everything. But you need to have a, more of a focus. Yeah. Just just like we talk, you know, uh, periodization with your training. Yep. It's just kind of the same idea. Yeah. You know, you need to go through your strength cycle. You need to go through blah, blah, blah. This is this. Same thing. Instead of just trying to get mobile from head to toe, focus on one area. for. I mean, still do everything, but be more focused here for a couple weeks. And yeah. Then, then more focused here for a couple weeks. Yeah. 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 I think that's the thing, man. We have a tough time doing that. Uh in general with everything and then like mobility flexibility like that's one of those areas that people just don't really and my, myself included man like it just if, if i'm going to do some stretching or mobility i got to do everything yep. like i really feel odd if i don't do everything or you know just generally everything and so uh so yeah to like really commit to like no man i'm going to spend actually instead of 15 minutes stretching everything I'm doing 15 minutes to just work on shoulders or something. one area Shoulder, that I've identified, or maybe like 10 minutes on that, and then like five minutes just kind of hitting a couple of basic stretches for the other things. And what I don't get to, I don't get to. But man, it really is. That is the hardest thing for us to. You're only strong as your weakest link, and when you strengthen that weakest link, you you, you strengthen the entire chain, and and then it's like you got to figure out what's the next weak link. And we just love to fucking work on our our strong our strength. It's so much more fun. It's so much more fun to just keep working on that strong link, man. Yeah, <laughs> feels good. It feeds the ego. It does feed the ego, but yeah, it bites you in the ass. It does for sure. Like body will let you know. Yeah, I know. I've been like fighting some shit between my shoulder blades, like right below my neck, and I realized I got this habit of I sh- I do this. And then I'll start to pull my shoulders back and down. So you're saying for our 
audio listeners, you before you pull your shoulders back and down, you tend to shrug. I do a little shrug and then up. pull them back. Yeah, and down. yeah, they kind of come, they kind of come up and back, and then I keep and sinking then, them back and down. Instead of just pulling them back. And yeah, down. instead of just keeping them back and down, and and man, I, I forgot I'd gotten away from um, a cue, and I forget what book it was, but. Uh, they were talking about really what you want is you want your collar, your collarbones as wide as possible. So you're trying to separate your collarbone. Yeah, you want your collarbones wide. So you want your shoulders as wide as possible. So if you're gonna get like, you know, paid based on how wide your shoulders were, you'd want to do that. And so pulling back, you know, much more beyond that is actually like overcooking it. I see, because you almost you get you're overdoing it. Overdoing it, getting a more narrow back. Yeah, man, pulling like too much, too much into those muscles and creating too much like tension in those areas, and so and then like me kind of shrugging up into the neck a little bit before doing it, and so yeah, pain's a pain's a hell of a teacher. Let me know, and so I had to like, what the fuck's going on? So I'm you know stretching and doing a bunch of stuff to try to get it to loosen up, but I really had to go back to the man just the basics of of moving with my upper body and really focusing on keeping those shoulders wide my collarbone wide because uh yeah i obviously was fucking up you know think i'm doing good and most people watching me would be like oh yeah no man that looks good but shit starts hurting you know what you don't do is start popping fucking pain pills and ignoring that shit. But <laughs> that's what most people do, man. People do, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just getting old. I'm 43, man. Yeah, you you gotta, right, gotta take some Advil before I work out. And it's like, no, 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 that's no, your no. body's literally like the best. Uh, Mike Boyle had that analogy so long ago. He's like, dude, taking pain pills uh, to, to mask like pain to work out is like pulling the fucking batteries out of the smoke alarm to get it to shut up. It's like, the problem's still there, motherfucker. Like, the house fired. is still on fire. Just because you got the smoke alarm to shut up, like, that's what pain is. That's your body's smoke alarm. It's like, hey, something's wrong. Like, the last thing you want to do is shut that off <laughs> to, and, and, and ignore it. But, man, like, dude, yeah, people getting fucking cortisone shots. Like, that's yeah, all cortisone shots I was going to say, gonna say that. That's, you know, that cortisone shot, that's exactly what that it's is. terrible, terrible. Like, not only is, like, cortisone terrible for your joints, it, like, breaks down the collagen. It's not fucking good for the joints. But it is just masking the pain so that you can continue. So, so now you, you have... Continue doing your Continue shit doing activity. what you've been doing. That's, yeah. yeah, tearing the joint apart that's been causing the pain. Now you've injected something in it that's actually going to make the joint weaker and, and, and you can doing, just keep fucking plowing into yeah. it ah it's madness it's it is it's madness but uh i mean what people do it i mean I, i've known people i know and respect and I, that are intelligent people and it's like they just you just don't know like people don't know like pain is viewed as this uh this nuisance that you you just, just, at all costs get rid of it yeah 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 how do not, i get rid not, of this pain hard work and, and, you know, yeah, they want the shortcut, the quick, the pill. Yeah, how do I make this go away? How do I make this go away? And, but you know, and the thing is, it's funny. It's not even it because a lot of times, especially in R, like for jujitsu, it's because people want to keep doing hard work. You know, they want to keep training, and so a lot of times it's uh, backing off a little bit, which is yeah, we were having that. That's where the transition 
uh, suggestion came in because I was like, you know, you may need to lay off the push-ups and pull-ups for like <laughs> just a little bit to let the tension in the system Relax. decrease. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find that you'll actually be stronger. And man, I've had this happen so many times, dude. So many times with so many people. I get them away from their favorite exercise and they... They go, go back they to go it. back to it and you know may, maybe not like the first workout back but within you know three four workouts they're stronger than they ever were and feeling feeling good and so uh yeah i think ox is gonna get kicked out he won't leave you alone no all right Ock, you gotta go hey babe ox is being annoying so he's banned from the podcast from the podcast booth so no it's all right no, no, you stay out. He won't stop sniffing Rob. <laughs> I think Rob smells like sourdough bread, yeah. probably. I, I got some new Pokemon. Any cool uh, ones? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Which one? Uh, go grab one. He can bring it in and tell us about it. Sweet. It'll be a good Pokemon update. In a, in a Pokemon world, so. But, um, but yeah, man. Like it is, Like I said, a lot of times it's, it's, it's interesting. People, they're like, they're working hard. They just don't want to change what they're doing. That's really what it boils well, down to. Well, it, it boils down to that because you get, you get some results from something. Yeah. And so you just stick to it, and you stick to it for too long. Hey. And we got a new segment for today. Yes, we Z's do. These Pokemon updates. These Pokemon of the day. This is Heatmore. You got to come yep. explain come, it to us come, a little bit, dude. Tell, you got to talk into the microphone. Talk into the microphone. Not, not too, too close. close. Just right there where and you're explain at. Explain what it is. How? What's his name? I have a Pokemon named Heatmore. Heatmore. What type is he? Fire. How many hit points does he have? 110. Whoa. What kind of damage does he do? 60. What's his attack called? Um, Searing Flame. Ooh, man. That sounds vicious. Is this one you got today? Yeah. In In your pack you bought today? Yeah. Nice. Well... All right, you pretty pumped on the Pokemon you got? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad you told us about it, dude. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Do you have a favorite Pokemon? Uh, yeah. Who? But it's um in one of the packs that I got before, the one that I got Heatmore in. Oh, that's okay. Who's your favorite one? Uh, his, his name is... The Pressure. No, did you? That's okay. It's all right, man. We'll keep everybody in suspense. We'll yep. tell them next time. Oh. Incineroar. Incineroar. Sweet. He can do up to 200 damage. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. he, and he's also a fire type. All right. Well, we like the fire types. Thanks, dude. All right, buddy. Appreciate the the segment. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll go have fun. I will. We're almost done. Okay. When we'll talk got, to you. When you guys are done, I'll show you the rest. The rest? All right. Sounds good. <laughs> nice. Pokemon. Pokemon update. I know everybody was dying to hear that. Yes. It's his new obsession. Like we were talking, we had baseball cards. Or I had baseball cards. You had... I had football and basketball. More basketball. Yeah. So, it's funny. We still have them. Fuck, fuck yeah, I still got them. Still got Full them. sets. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, got wonder, a... I probably got some. There's probably a few good cards in there, man, that are worth some money. I'm sure there are. No, I'm sure I got Shaq's rookie card in there. Yeah. I had... I didn't have the Jordan rookie card. I have the Jordan the year after, second year in. Mm. That one was worth some money too, I remember. Yeah. I got that one in a special little case. Yeah. 
I got a few of them, man. Dude, I remember I got all when I was, uh, I fucking bought a Jose Canseco rookie card. Yeah. Talk about a fucking waste of money <laughs> as a kid. I forget how much I spent on it, but it was like, it was the most expensive card that I had bought. Cause like Jose Canseco had just done the 40-40. He hit 40 home runs and stole 40 bases. Mm-hmm. And everyone was all like, oh, this guy's fucking awesome. And I didn't know any better. So, yeah. And then fucking, he turns out to be Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, a few duds in there. But, man, I used to be into that shit. Yeah, I was, I was into it pretty big. Yeah. Had my, my case. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all of them organized and... You know, seems like something you would do for yep. sure. Matches our OCD it does. tendencies. You got all your, you got your binder, all your little slots in there. Yeah, man, when they're all organized and perfect. Yeah, and then you get the full set. You know, because I remember yeah. there's a couple brands. It was for basketball. You had hoops was a was a card line. Tops was a card line, and there was another one. And you know, and all the cards are numbered, and so yep. you get you know 300 cards in a set, whatever it is. You get them all in your slots and. You know which ones you need, which ones you're looking for. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used to. I geeked out on that when I was a kid for quite a few years. Yep. Yeah. No, me too, man. It's, it's good habit for kids. It's not bad. It's yeah. Not bad. I mean, no, no, no. They could so. be doing worse things with their time. They could. They could for sure. For sure. <laughs> like fucking. Uh, oh, what's that stupid game? Yeah. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Much rather than being a Pokemon cards and playing Fortnite. So, but anyways, anyways, it's back to jujitsu shit. Mobility. Mobility. Yes, yeah, you know, uh, on that note, you know, again, I'm more in this experimenting learning phase with this mobility stick. Yeah. I'm getting some, some things worked out. And I, I, I thought about this. Funny you brought that up. Is I thought about doing like some period, periodization of it. Like spend, so take two weeks and having more like an upper body focus. And then still stretching everything, but the brunt of it, like say if yeah. I do a half hour mobility stretching routine, twenty minutes of it's twenty minutes of it is upper body. Then then still hitting my hips and hamstrings and stuff. And then and then for two weeks switching it, you know, making the focus lower body and then yeah, touching the upper body. So yeah, I've I've considered doing that already. And now that you brought it up, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. I think that's that's the call. I gotta do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I gotta pick a freaking spot you know, and, so, just, and just get after it for a yeah. week or two even if it's just a week yeah. make it your focus for a week we'll do our functional movement screen I gotta get my kit back I loan that thing to somebody dude this is, you wanna hear something funny I do I loan my fucking functional movement screen kit which is not cheap man that is no. a pretty expensive fucking piece of plastic and uh I loaned it to I hadn't used it in a long time and so I loaned it to a buddy of mine as a chiropractor not Nick my other, but another dude and so I'd loaned it to him so long ago I forgot that I'd loaned it to him. I totally forgot I had the goddamn thing. And he calls me up probably like three months ago and he's like, James, he's like, you remember that, that FMS kit that you loaned me? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, man, I messed up. I left it in my trunk and it got warped. And so, you know, I don't know what you want me to do. And I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever man like I, I don't care you know I'd forgotten I had the damn thing so he's like told me that he would uh, he's gonna buy another one and if I needed it back you know obviously let him know so I'm gonna have to go grab the thing from him 
But I'd forgotten I had it. That's awesome. <laughs> it calls me to and tell And now you get a brand new one. I know. So, anyways. Yeah, that's right. I'd given him, because he had one and he, and he wanted two, because when you're screening, like, uh, groups, it's helpful mm-hmm. if you can get, like, two stations, stations going. going. Yeah. So, anyways. I know. I got to. There's something like the functional movement screen is good. I really try to get into it, man. But it's one of these weird cult uh, things, and a little bit, man, a little bit. Like, you, like there, there's people that are really. It's tough, man. It's like anything else, right? Like, there's people with the stick um, that are unusually effective with the stick, and and they're able to go really deep down the fucking rabbit hole. Like, what, what do you mean? Well, just like how, how they're able to use it and the results that they're able to get with it. Okay. That are atypical, right? Like, you're going to have, in any system, in anything, you're going to have some, some people that, whatever, or... man, for whatever fucking reason, they're outliers. And so you find that in really, like, any group. And what do they do, man? It's like creatine. Hey, find the dude who did gain 10 pounds and fucking... Hype him up. In a week and hype him up. Yeah. Right? And so... I feel like the functional movement screen, there, there's a little bit of that where there are people who are, for whatever reason, unusually effective with it and really adept at using it and then using the correctives to get changes. But the average, it, it's, it's not as easy as they make it sound. It's like, it's like a black belt telling you that, that jujitsu is easy. It's like, I know it's easy to you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you're right. And when I get, when I see what you're seeing, it will be really easy. Right. But it's not easy. And, and to tell people that it's easy and that you're going to have an easy time, like, screening people and then figuring out what corrective to use and then, and then teaching it to your clients and then getting them to do it and all this stuff is uh, um, not quite there and so that's kind of why I'd gotten away from it just because I was like really man I can watch somebody move I can take somebody in the gym and have them go through a couple basic movements mobility or strength movements or whatever and and get a pretty good idea like I've been doing this long enough where you know I don't really need a formal assessment to assess people it's not good, right? Because I need to have a, something, a, a system, a measure. A measure because that right. way you can correct and come back and yep. walk and check yeah. it again. Right? See, and I was using it a lot more when I had my gym and I had coaches. Because I could have my coaches administer the screen. You know, we had this standard thing that we could all use to check how people were progressing and stuff like that versus the, the lone practitioner who's just like, it's all in my head, bro. It's all in my head. So, uh, but yeah, I think I, I, I kind of, I got to get back to it. It's funny because I opened my, the Catalyst training facility. I realized like, man, I probably should screen it's not people. A bad, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing to do, it's, man. It's no, I just, I need to, I need to use it. I got some ideas for some other things. I think the windmill, like the stick windmill Using that in the screen. is a good screen because there's really not a rotational component like that. Well, you know, on that note. When you first showed me the stick windmill, because I had done windmills plenty of times, yeah, with the kettlebell, yep. that was all the way I'd ever done them, right? Yep. And when you first showed them to me with the stick, dude, I shied away from it for quite a while because the lack of shoulder flexibility. Because if I had a shorter stick, yeah, you know, if I had a full length, like a full uh, stick to the length of a barbell, I could put my arms way out there and it was mm-hmm. no big deal. But to use a mace, 
when you first showed me with the mace, dude, I I didn't really have the shoulder flexibility to grab the mace and do it. Like I had to work at it. Yeah. And so finally, I just bit the fucking bullet, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing goddamn mace windmills every day with a fucking mace, not with a kettlebell, so I can. And eventually, I now my shoulders are fine. I can put them there, and it's yeah. not. It's not a. It's not even really a stretch. I can hold the mace there, and I'm good. But at first, I was like embarrassed like I, like I don't want to do it and that wasn't even like a hinging lack of mobility it was right. straight up shoulder upper body lack of well, it's, mobility yeah it's connecting them both yeah and that's why I was telling you I like that hinging twist with the stick because mm-hmm. you're connecting a hinge with a twist and you know your ability to hinge and twist uh, in the right areas um, is fucking super vital for a lot of different um, sports and so yeah, but that stick windmill, I, I think, is one of those. I think I'm going to add that into the screen because, especially with mountain bikers, man, I can predict a lot about people by how they're able to perform that movement. Really? Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's actually pretty comical. Like it's all it's almost like palm reading because I can figure out based on that which like that and that usually usually what you'll find is whatever foot they like to have forward corresponds with the same thing with the stick windmill right so if they like to have their their right foot forward and their left foot back when they're in that split position with their right foot forward and left foot back they'll be able to perform the windmill a little bit better than they switch their feet the other way and it just falls apart it's atrocious and so uh but yeah you can tell uh, which way people like to corner which way they like to you know off camber shit because like whatever foot is inside you're able to like shift your hips the other way right so like if you're going into a right hand corner you want to have your right foot forward so you can drop your outside foot and set your corner your edge and so uh yeah if you can't ride switch foot then you really have trouble cornering going the other way and so but yeah i can predict that um off of that and, uh, so it'd be, it'd be good one to throw in the It's pretty screen. funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Especially for the, the mountain bikers. But, I mean, it's good for the jiu-jitsu. Because like we've said, I mean, dude, you're on your back. You're trying to shrimp and, and keep your frames. And it's like, dude, you're hinging and twisting all the time uh, in, in jiu-jitsu, man. Your ability to keep your hips pointed one way and turn your shoulders another way is... Happens all the time. Fuck, dude. Yeah, you almost can't do jujitsu if you can't fucking do that it's really hard to to move and so but yeah if you're not doing creating those movements from the right areas like that's the thing man the human body is like an amazing adaptation machine so if you're tight in your hips and your shoulders you'll you'll rotate and and move from somewhere and maybe in a way that's not a place that's not supposed to rotate. right yeah that's where i think a lot of the low back pain comes yeah. from I, I got you right. Yeah, I would bet you. Yeah, like that stick windmill. A lot of those guys in that study that had low back pain probably fucking couldn't do that stick windmill to save their life. I mean, that right there is just. I mean, yeah, it's good for my low back and as well. Go to the pound, dude. I know he's really gonna get kicked out. No, hey, hey, babe. Yeah. Put Hawk outside. Sure. Thank you. Come here. <laughs> We love Aka the podcast much, but I don't know what his deal is today. He's obsessed. I even took him out riding this morning. 
He gets excited when he sees me, James. He does. But you've been here for a while. Like, that's the thing. We've been hanging out. We were out in the garage. Mm -hmm. So, he has no excuse. He just, he likes to smell your dog is what it is. So. Anyways. Anyways, man. What else I got here? Where are we at? I got nothing. I came in. You got nothing? I came in unprepared today. Dude, so I got a couple little things here. Did you hear about the Facebook fine? No. Facebook got fined five billion dollars. Get out of here. Yeah. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government? Yeah. Five billion with a B? With a B. For what? For the all that that's why they got dragged up on the Capitol Hill because they were violating people's privacy policies and you know, how they were using their data, misusing it. So yeah. So, but that's official. Like they, they gotta pay the government five billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you want to hear the the consensus though is that it's a fucking slap on the wrist, because apparently Facebook is worth five hundred and eighty billion dollars, and they generate five billion dollars in cash every forty nine days. Say that again. They generate five billion dollars in cash every forty nine days. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Yeah, so so the consensus is that Zuckerberg got away with he's like, Oh, this is great. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll whatever. $5 yeah, here's your five billion dollars. Fuck Just off. Go away. Yeah, like so yeah, we can violate, do all these things and you know, so it's basically We're like gonna make our own currency now. Right. It's like when they find a, a fucking basketball player making thirty two million dollars a year. Find them hundred thousand fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, right. It's like to me and you, it's like holy like, shit. But to those guys it's like okay. Yeah. But anyways, dude, I thought you'd like that. Dude They generate five billion dollars every forty nine days or every said forty eight days. Yeah. What the fuck? Dude? dude, I contribute to that. I throw some cash that away for pedaling innovations. They help me sell pedals. So, they are a great way to find customers and communicate your message to them, and uh, they get paid for it. So I'm staying strong with my fuck social media stance. Did yes. you see that new app that came out recently, the Face FaceTune or something? No. That was created by. It ended up uh, being created by some Russian company, and. Of course, you know when you sign up for those apps, they're free, right? Yeah. And they have a disclaimer page. No one reads the disclaimers, right? Well, they had a pretty extensive disclaimer, too. So when you, you know, a lot of times when you use an app, they say, hey, can we have access to your photos? Especially an app like that. And you say, of course. You say, yes. And their disclaimer that no one reads, which you accept, when you say yes... They not only did they have access to all your photos, but they could use all your photos for any purpose they wanted. So if they wanted to take a photo they had access to on your phone of your kid and put it on a billboard, guess what? They can do it. And it was pretty, it, it got brought into the news pretty good, man, because I, I don't know how many people and like when it first came out, millions of people signed up for it and were using the shit out of it. And then mm. finally somebody blew a whistle on it, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Some Russians created this, and you guys aren't reading the fine print. And you just gave so much access to some of these Russian motherfuckers. Dude, the fine like the fine print's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous, I, man. It, like, no one reads those. No, things. No, man. Like you should. They, you should have to be able to boil it down to like X number of bullet points. Yeah. Or something like if you can't, then like 
what the fuck? Like, there's so, you guys are like it's all lawyerese. Yep. Is what it is, and then it's like, okay, well, who can interpret these words? And so if they can throw more, like the more words they throw in, the more opportunities to interpret it they have. Yep. And dude, it fucking drives me nuts. Yeah, that's fucking that. Well, I've, it's people are like I said, man. This is a new territory that human beings are exploring, and the pioneers are getting fucking shot. <laughs> the natives are taking them out, man. Yep. And so we're gonna learn lessons, and people are gonna get smarter about how to interact in this new environment. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, fuck social media. So <laughs> that's my stance. There you go. So, uh, oh, what else I got here? Oh, I just wanted to give a shout out to my beautiful wife for intimidating another chick into shutting the fuck up. Yes. So yeah, I think I told you this one briefly, but we were driving. Uh, um, where are we going? We're going somewhere. And it was one of those things, man, and this drives me nuts. We, we've talked about this. I don't know what it is, man, but there are a ton of these. Uh, they're, they're fucking merge lanes. So people who are making a right-hand turn have a somewhat extended merge lane. And there's not like a sign that says yield right there because you know. Because they don't want people to yield. They want them to use it, merge. But, but a merge lane is as it's an implied yield. It's an implied yield. Like you don't have the right of way. You don't have the right of it's way. It's up to you to speed up or slow down to get with the flow of traffic. Yeah, or just you, and you don't have to even or if wait. You have to stop. It's, it's yeah. as bad as those fucking center lanes that people pull into and use as fucking merge lanes. Right. And it's like, no, that's dangerous as fuck, yeah. man. That's not what they're for. Those turn lanes that get Jesus turned into a merge Christ. lane. Jesus Christ. No, yeah. You're supposed to, in case you don't know, if you pull into that center lane, you're supposed to stop and let the traffic go. And then you pull over and complete getting over into the fucking, uh, the, the right-hand lane or left, yeah, the, wherever you're going. But... Like, Jesus Christ, you get into those center lanes and you start going fast. <laughs> it's like if there's someone in that center lane turning and you're looking in your rearview mirror because you're trying to speed up to get yeah. up to speed. Like, dude, I almost had that happen to me a couple times in Texas, man. I had, like, fucking Tyler was atrocious for that. <laughs> so, but anyway, so you have the same thing. People who don't know how the fuck to drive. There's basic traffic laws, man. And, and if we all just follow them, then... Everything's cool. That's asking too much. It is just too much. I don't understand, man. And so they don't know. And so they they don't yield. They get into these merge lanes and they just fucking force their way into traffic. And it's maddening. And so this fucking chick, she was the delivery driver for Pizza Hut. Like this was the crazier thing, man. She's like got the Pizza Hut. She's she's got the Pizza Hut hat on. She's got the Pizza Hut fucking thing on her car. And she comes flying out of the Pizza Hut parking lot, which feeds you into this merge lane. And so she just hits this merge lane. And, like, the way that she did it, like, the car in front of us actually jerked off the side a little bit because she hit it so aggressively. You're like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, because usually you pull up to the end of the parking lot and stop and then pull into the merge lane and go. And she She just just fucking pulling ass out of there, man. And so the car in front of us goes, and I can tell that this chick's like, you know, gonna. I'm like, fuck this shit, dude. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not giving it to her. <laughs> and so I just kept cruising, man. And she had to, she had to back off. It got to the point where she was either gonna fucking run into me or or, or had to stop and let me go by. 
and she starts freaking out. Her arms are waving, and she's like, you know, turned around, and she fucking we, we go by her, and she's fucking all pissed off, and uh, yeah, she she had like her hand up, like getting ready to flip us off or whatever, and and Kelly uh, looks over at her, and she just shut the fuck up. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, it gets behind us and was like, because usually in situations like that, like, people get behind you and continue their yeah. fucking animated bullshit. Yeah. And, like, she was just like, dude, it is hilarious. Because it's just like that time before, man. Just somebody goes from totally hostile to shutting the fuck up, completely passive, uh, like that. And it is just funny, man. Like, I don't know, like, they're just. I guess, yeah, lots of chicks like to run their mouth. Because they know you can't hit Yeah, them. exactly. It, it is but just... when they see another girl that looks intimidating, they're like, oh, that chick can hit me. Right. And she won't get in much trouble if that guy hits me. Yes. Changes yes. the dynamic. Changes the dynamic, man, yes. She <laughs> is, it's awesome having a... A beautiful a, a yet beautiful intimidating wife. intimidating <laughs> wife. I know. So, anyways, I just, I love that. That was funny. Um... I got something else here for you. All right, you ready? Before you, did I tell you the story? I had some seventy-five-year-old lady hit on me the other day and told me I looked like Vin Diesel. I heard like some remnant, like some yeah. I no. didn't. I didn't share this with you, did I? No, 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 no. This no, is no. pretty awesome. So, uh, periodically, I'll I'll do some Uber rides to make some extra money since I'm unemployed right now, yeah. right? And so I was doing that the other morning. And I get this this old lady request a ride. She wants me to take her up to Walmart. She got to go to the Vision Center, right? And she comes walking out of her house, and she kind of looks like a, like this mean crotchety old lady. And then this lady's fucking old. I mean, I'm I'm guessing seventy five, and I might be nice on that. Like she's fucking old. And so she jumps in the front seat. Most people that ride Uber, Lyft, they jump in your back seat yeah. like, a ta- like a cab, especially younger people. This lady's right in my front seat. She gets in. We get going down the road. And she's like, so you, you're here for college and just driving Uber for the summer? I looked at her. I was like, well, thank you, but I'm 40 years old. I was like, I'm a little past the college. I'm not saying I couldn't go back to college, and people do. I was like, but no, that's not the situation I'm in. Oh, and she's like, oh, I thought you were a lot younger than that. I'm like, well, thank you. I was like, I was like, but you didn't see the bald spots on the back of my head. And I was like, that would have changed your tune. She's like, oh, you know. She, she looks at me kind of with this funny look. She's like, there's a lot of really handsome bald men out there. <laughs> and then she says something. I don't remember exactly how she worded it. But something to the effect, she, uh, one of her favorite bald men was Vin Diesel. And I looked a lot like him. Huh. Nice. <laughs> and she, dude, she was explaining to me all the Vin Diesel movies she watches Triple X all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking dying laughing, dude. Never would have guessed it. Looked like this little old, sweet little old lady. And she, nope. All in Vin Diesel. And all in Vin Diesel. Hitting on. Hitting on me. Hitting on you. She was looking for a little extra ride at the Uber ride or yeah, something. That's pretty funny, man. So. so is that like a scene where you drop her off and wait for her? Uh, no. No, she no. gets another. She gets somebody else. Yeah, she yeah. didn't ask me to. Yeah. I could have. Yeah, but I just didn't know. I, mean, I guess I could have, but I just dropped her off when I'm away. Yeah. I was a little creeped out getting hit on by her grandma. Yeah, I would be too. If I had the option, I'd leave, probably. You know, I, I didn't get the impression she was real rich. If she was real rich, I might have stretched that opportunity out a little See? bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know what could have happened, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. 
Anyways. Anyway. I just wanted to share that story with everybody. No, it's good, man. I it's good. Vin Diesel. I mean, you, you got the her, I, It was an old lady being dropped off at the Vision Center, so her sight might not have been great. It's true. There's that. There's that possibility. Right. I, I will just ignore that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's Let that go. And it boosted my confidence for five minutes. No, it's good, man. Yeah. You're a handsome fellow if you're fucking squint the right way. <laughs> if you can't, if you get cataracts. <laughs> no, man. Dude, I've told you before, it's funny. Like, people like you. I don't know why. I don't know either. I try it's an interesting best. thing. I try my best to Despite make sure that all your happen. best efforts, people enjoy Rob's presence. <sighs> it's weird. So. Because most of the time I don't enjoy their presence. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you look confused. <laughs> like, these people seem to like me. Why are they always talking to me? want to talk to me? Like, fuck. So, anyways. Anyways. So I got, uh, oh, I got um, cauliflower shin. Cauliflower shin? You see that lump? Yeah. On my fucking shin right there? Calcify? Yeah. That's from my, remember when I blasted my shin into the ladder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ladder story? Is it going? Yeah, man. This is where that (laughs) was. Is it? Right over it, man. Because I would, it hurt. And, you know, I was rolling when it was decent. And yeah, apparently my body felt the need to calcify that area. Put a giant fucking yeah bump. No. Is it tender at all? No, it's hard. I mean, you know, a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit if I push super hard on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you don't have more of those from your mountain bike and slamming your shin in the pedals and shit. Nah, I mean, I, I used to have like pretty good sh- like scars. I mean, I still got a few that you can see there, but. I think I I cracked that bone. Yeah. I mean, if that I, happened, that's yeah. probably what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I got all like black and blue, and dude, I kicked the fuck out of that ladder, <laughs> man. That was so silly. That was like some comic, comic Three Stooges thing. type shit. Yeah, yeah, but you don't see the broken shin. It's just all like funny, ha ha. But anyways. anyways. So, cauliflower shin. Every time I look down there, it weirds me out. Got a bump on my fucking shin. Character building. Yeah. All right. So, I have like a. It's kind of a weird off random topic, but you know. This is, That's this our is podcast. Our, this is our fucking podcast. So I'm gonna show you my Morpheus HRV scores. Do you notice a trend? Seven hours sleep, eighty nine. No, 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 no. Down here. Oh, down here. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing. I see a trend. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely yeah. a there's definitely a trend. Fairly consistent, yeah. Towards you get some variances, to, but yeah, but I mean from like here forward, like my HRV score, pretty has, has been up, mm-hmm. like consistently up, mm-hmm. right? And so this is my average heart rate, and so it's kind of like working down the same time. Okay. Yep. And so my HRV score is going up, and which is a, one of the indicators of aerobic fitness, and my resting heart rate's going down. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so something's going on. And the only thing that I can attribute it to around that's around the time I started taking the kratom. And I don't know if kratom has helped my cardio as much as. Not having so much fucking caffeine and sugar has helped my cardio. Like, I don't know, but there's something, again, maybe the black cat crossing the street. I was talking to Kelly about this last night, but 
there's like a pretty significant line like mark there where my HRV score stopped being so uh, erratic. erratic, like up and down, and really consistently hit and and you and, and you know stay at the mid eighties level. And uh, yeah, my average resting heart rate is the same thing. It went from being as like erratic to pretty consistently down in the low 50s. I mean, man, there's been a couple mornings where my average heart rate over two and a half minutes is 50 beats per minute. Yeah, pretty low. Which means it's going down below, you know, uh, 50. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I feel good. And, you know, I'm, and you haven't changed much with your training routine. Not really. I mean, I He's started... Been, has been riding more? I started riding a little bit more. So, you know, that was... Uh, that could be part of it as well. And, and not as much caffeine, right? Not as much yeah. coffee? Not as yeah, much sugar? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't really paid attention to how Kratom's affecting my heartbeat. I've never, I've never noticed it. Like, do I take it and my heart start going crazy? No, 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 no. It doesn't increase it. Huh. I'm gonna be. I'm curious. Like that's why. Like yeah. That's why. Like I. Like we were saying, it's an interesting. Um, Causation or the correlation, or what are we talking here? Well, no, just like the. I, I just mean like with the heart rate thing in, in particular, like how the kratom. It's an interesting stimulant because mm-hmm. it's not like a traditional stimulant where you're like, like right. you know, like caffeine. It's like actually kind of a like a relaxing you know, stimulant, which is, sounds like an oxymoron, but for, uh, yeah, I don't know. So like I said, it could be, could be a bunch of stuff, but that's just, uh, I, I've, I feel like physically like the, um, like the Kratom, like it doesn't, I'm not as, uh, like fucking sore, like, dude, <laughs> Dude, it's funny, man. I used to wonder, like, if I had, uh, like, slight fibromyalgia or something. Because I would just, <laughs> dude, I'd just be fucking sore. You know what I mean, man? Uh-huh. Just like, just like, sore. Like, like, like a nerve kind of, almost like a, yeah, like, like, like not like, uh-huh. just like achy muscles. Just like, just like this achy fucking like, nervous, yeah. achy body yeah. thing. And so, uh, you know, that had to affect just like, you know, just stress levels i mean and so yeah i don't know man it's it's still it's an interesting uh interesting thing kratom is an interesting thing it's 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 cool to see it yeah to see what's happening with your hrv there yeah yeah so can only speculate can only speculate but could be nothing like i said it could be complete coincidence but it was uh something's going on something happened i'm doing something so I'm just gonna keep doing keep what doing I've been what doing, doing. <laughs> until it runs you off the rails. Right, right, right. Course but, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. I feel good. I'm not. Um, yeah, I feel good. So I also cut back. I see, there's so many fucking things, man. I cut back jujitsu a little bit. Like I've been doing three days a week instead of six. Pretty consistently <laughs> instead of six. Yeah, yeah. So that dude it. I probably heart, heart training, something. man. Heart rolling all the time. It's, it's fucking taxing. Yeah. You don't realize how taxing it is until you don't do it for a while. Yeah. And then you go back to it and you're like, oh shit. Like it's, yeah. It's physically demanding. Yeah. And mentally demanding. Like it's, it's, it's not easy. Mm-mm. 
That's why most people don't stick it out, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I was thinking that because there's drawbacks, right? Like if rolling six days a week has its pluses and minuses, and uh, you know, rolling fewer, you know, like I was like three days a week has pluses and minuses, and the uh, like the hard thing is is when you're when you're first starting. I think like man the more you can get on the mats the better right like man you just got to put in the fucking time it is qu- it's quantity the like, quality is always there right but it, it's you just need quantity you, you just need mat time you just need mat time we need mat time man and yeah it, it, as much as you can get the better and but it is that's tough it's so hard physically to do that and then and I, I could be wrong but i feel like just in my experience in in the last couple months of having done this um, I feel like the three days a week, like my, my quality is better. better. And I, I feel like I'm actually benefiting from like fewer, but higher quality training sessions than I would be from more and just being, you know, wore down. I mean, there's just, I mean, you know, there's fucking times I can train. You're so tired. You're so worn out. It's like, dude, I can't do shit. I, I guess, and, and those are good, man. You're, we've talked about this. Like, those are good physically. Uh, I mean, mentally. Because you, you got to have those yeah. sessions to build that mental toughness. Yeah, and Which, you are working on some endurance. Like, there are things there, but, man, you're not learning a whole lot mm-hmm. at those points. Like, the quality of your jiu-jitsu is not super not really, high, man. No. no, and so... Um, you know what would be really interesting is to do a, do a little... You have to do a little self-study somehow, and don't quantify it by days, how many days a week you get in, but how many actual rounds you do. You know, so like, go do a two-week span to where you're only doing three days a week, but keep track of how many rounds you do. Yeah. And then okay, then do it. Then do a week. <laughs> or two. You know, then do a week yeah. or two span, and where you're going six days a week, but keep track of how many rounds you do. I mean, because. You wonder how much it really varies. Man, you know what the problem is? As you were saying that, I was like, the problem is, is if I'm there, I'm rolling. Rolling, yeah. And I'm usually one of the last dudes off the mat. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't not. It's just so much goddamn fun. Yeah. And and my my cardio is pretty decent, you know? Like, I can, I can put in a solid hour of rounds, man. Like, five minutes on, a minute off for an hour. Like, yeah, I can do that. But, uh... So that's the thing. If I'm there like five days a week, I'm not gonna limit myself. Like, oh, I got okay, I, I got three rounds right, today or four right. rounds. It's that's like nice. the only time I've ever quit. You know, and like, okay, no more rounds today. Is like when I do two days or I've trained a bunch of days in a row and I'm starting to cramp up. Yeah. The, the, the word like you, hamstring cramps suck and calf cramps, feet cramps. Yeah, but dude, I'll get to the point to where like. My core is cramping, like my abs are cramping. Like I've just I've trained entirely too much. And you go to shrimp or push it, and like you're literally your your abs cramping. You got to extend, and someone just passes you, get smashed. And they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Don't worry, my abs are cramping. Just keep going." <laughs> it's usually about that time. I'm like, "I'm done. Like I got to stop." Like, that's yeah, it. yeah. God, no. I can't wait to get back to wrestling. Yeah, dude, it's fucking. It is. It's good shit. It is. But, um, so anyways, I do think that that quality thing, it's tough, but it's interesting because I kind of got to it to the back door just because I wanted to ride my bike more and 
just do some things with summer. It's summertime. It's summertime, man. Nice out, man. Yeah, and winter. Yeah, we live in a beautiful place. Yeah, and enjoy it. I'll be back fucking in there five plus days a week. So it's like, what else am I gonna do? Back to the grind. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, the, the the three days a week's been been doing all right. I've been feeling all right. But uh, yeah, it's funny, man. I got yesterday when we were rolling. I um, I got fucking choked out I could feel myself starting to get all like pissed off and uh cause I half jokingly say I hate the gi and it is half joking but it's half serious <laughs> and like getting caught with a gi choke man just always kinda like pisses me off a little bit that's funny and uh so you know I'm starting to get all like feeling sorry for myself this fucking sucks whatever and uh had to catch myself just be like you know one Cause I'd had this talk with Shiloh. She was having like a rough time at the track, and I was like getting onto her, and I could tell her she was getting a little, you know, um, you know, feeling a little self pity or whatever. I was like, man, that's not gonna help you run faster. And you know, so she ended up pulling together and getting like a PR on her last one. And so I'm sitting there like, man, I can't tell my daughter not to pout. And here I am, fucking pouting. The hell is this shit? So yeah, I had to be like, all right, man, jujitsu's trying to teach you something, you know. Just gotta relax, and uh, yeah, things went better from there. I mean, they may have gone better. I know mentally, I was like, you know, better, but it's just so it's tough. It's tough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you, your fucking ego, that motherfucker, just gets in your ear and it never goes going, away, dude. Like that motherfucker shouldn't have caught you with that. No, nope. it's like, god damn it. And then, yeah, it's like, what am I doing Just here? when you think you got control of it. Yes. It comes back. It comes back. It comes I know. Back. I'm sitting there going like, damn, I'm acting like, like fucking doing exactly what I told my daughter not to do. This is ridiculous. So 43, still dealing with that shit. Yep. Yeah, so. Man, never stop. No, man. The ego's a bitch. <laughs> it is a bitch. So what else I got here? I got two bro science things for you. Right. So the first one was a study done at, uh, what, Oxford and Harvard, or I don't know, some fucking big-name schools. But the, the title was, Exercise is More Important Than Income for Mental Health. And they, you know, without going into too much details of the study, some of the basic findings were that uh, um, the ideal amount of exercise, which I'll touch on here in a second, because you can't do too much, which I'm sure you're going to ask. <laughs> Clear talk. So doing the ideal amount, which was roughly about an hour a day, you know, for like, it's like three to five days a week. Um, you know, what it broke out to like averaging a little less than an hour a day of, of physical activity. But if you did that, like your mental health uh, was on par with someone who is earning $25,000 more than you. So, you know, it was, uh, um, anyways, I don't know how exactly they put a dollar figure on that, but I found that kind of interesting that you'd have to earn $25,000 more. Like you could start exercising now and you will be just as happy as you would be if you were earning $25,000 more and which is easier. Like which, 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 what do more people have control over their ability to earn another $25,000 a year? Or exercise. Or their ability to exercise. Exercise. Exercise, right. But a lot of times, like, dude, if I just 
got that corner office and that other 25 grand a year, I'd be able to get that Lexus and that would make me happy. <laughs> you, you know, and so it's, uh, but if you're still not exercising, you're going to need another 25 grand to, to get where you thought you were going to be. Um, that found that was kind of interesting, but, uh, they found that too much exercise was as bad for your mental health as, um, not enough. And, and roughly three hours a day was what they considered to be too, too much. much. How many days a week? Three to five again? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Three, working out three hours a day, seven days a week? Yeah. Yeah, it takes its toll on you. <laughs> it's Rob looks into the distant past <laughs> and not so distant not past. So distant past. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the stairs. He was assessing like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that'll fuck you up. <laughs> fuck you up. You got to dial it back once in a while. <laughs> so. Hey, man, when I'm unemployed, I got nothing else to fucking do. Right. And then, uh, well, see, the thing is, it's like, so like jujitsu and working out. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if you're really a lot of that was like people who have like a little obsessive compulsive thing, cause exercise can be bad for you as well. And so if you're exercising three hours a day, seven days a week, like you, you got, you got to really fucking try to do that. Yeah, dude. Like say you either got to be unemployed, nothing else to do. <laughs> He's sick of doing chores. Like fuck it, I'll go work out. Right, right, right. I don't yeah. want to sit down and watch TV. Then I feel lazy, and I don't want to clean my house. What else can I do? Yep. Fuck, go work out. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know how you feel, man. Um, so, anyways, I also found that sports that had a social element were more beneficial. Fuck so yeah. again, things like jujitsu, man, where you're being a member of the tribe. Member of the tribe. Yeah. So important. So yeah. So. Yeah, so it's fucking jujitsu is good for your mental health. That's pretty much what the study was saying. Now, they didn't say it, but they no, said not jujitsu. But I, I was reading it. I was like, oh, well, good. Well, you ran it through the jujitsu filter. That's right. Like we've talked about on many occasions. You know, it's a good sport. It's hard to train more than three hours a day. You can do it, but just the nature of the sport itself <laughs> kind of limits you. Yep. It's got a good social aspect. It's fucking yeah. I'd say that if you're doing jujitsu, probably even a little bit more happier than. Like, might have to earn $50,000 more. So, I don't know awesome. if you could put a number on it. Probably couldn't put a number on it. That's the thing. If somebody came to you and said, I'll, you'll make X number of dollars more, there's no number that they could give there's you. There's no number they could give me to say, okay, you're going to make an extra 100 Gs a year, but you can't do jiu-jitsu. I'd say, fuck off. Yep. And I'm going to armbar the fuck out of you for saying some stupid shit like that. Yep. There's not there's not a number on it. I, mean, no. I don't care if someone says, hey, I'm going to pay you $5 million a year, yep. but you can't do jiu-jitsu. If you do jiu-jitsu, you'll die or money's gone or something. I'd be like, no. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind. No, I am. Yeah. I'd rather you someone come take $25,000 a year away from me <laughs> so you can do more jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I'd be like, all right. All right. So, there you go. Do jiu-jitsu. It's good for your mental health. It's a good place to end it right there, huh? Is it? I got one more oh, question for you, dude. Oh, okay, all right, sorry. That's right. No, no, no. Short there, buddy. This is a good one to end on. Okay. It's about squeezing your glutes isometrically. Yes. So they did a study on seated isometric glute squeezes. Doing them right now. Okay, yeah. I'm sitting in a chair okay. and squeezing your glutes and versus um, uh, glute bridges, basically like hip thrusts. So glute bridges. And so the study was looking at hip extension strength. <clears throat> and again, the study, this was like an early release, so it hasn't been published yet. So I don't know exactly how they were determining hip extension strength. 
but they were measuring it at the end range of motion and they found that the seated glute squeezes improved uh, hip extension strength more than the glute bridges did. I can see that because a lot of people aren't connected to their glutes very good and yeah. you're doing a hip extension. If they're not focused on it, it's probably quad dominant. Yeah. You know, unless someone, unless they have a trainer there, you know, telling them. Well, see, again, like, I don't know if they were measuring it with bridges. Oh. So that's why I got to find out exactly how they were measuring hip extension strength. They were measuring, they did measure like single leg hip extension, so basically like single leg glute bridge, mm-hmm. um, endurance, and the glute bridge group did better in that than the, the seated glute squeeze group. But the, the strength gains were better from the isometric squeezes than, and the, again, kind of interesting thing is that they were measuring the strength gains at the end range of motion, but the glute squeezes were done in a, sitting in a chair, which is basically in a flexed position. Right. And so the idea, again, one of the things that people say about isometrics is like, oh, you're only getting strength in like, you know, 5, 10, 15 degree range of motion. Is that one of the knocks on it? Yeah, yeah. That you have to, you know, so to get the full range of motion. You need to be going through a full You would have to be doing basically isometric holds every 10 degrees. That's where that iso hold, uh, iso fit. Iso fit guy. Yeah, the iso fit guy. We found a guy who's got a $12,000 machine to train you isometrically. Basically does the same shit that our... $10, $10 $10, $10 jujitsu belt does. Um, but no, man, he, he's, you got a lot of a good research, but that's, that's one of the, the reasons he has it designed the way that he does is so that you can hit different positions in your range yeah. of motion. Okay. And so, but yeah, that's one of the, the knocks against it. But really that, but that's what, uh, you know, again, you're only strong as your weakest link. So if you're doing the isometrics in your weakest link, it's going to strengthen the whole chain. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but yeah, just another plus one. For the isos. For the isometrics, man. Yeah, I really think, dude, we're, you know, like another five, ten years, like you're going to see isometrics just being more normal, I guess, as, far, as part of training. I mean, even just having isometric holds. Like before I even got into the isometrics, I was adding in isometric holds to exercises so you know you get to the top of a chin up and hold it for hold five it. seconds yeah. you know get to the bottom of a of your your squat but it, you know the difference between pausing at the bottom and doing an isometric hold is you get to the bottom and you get tight you generate as much yeah. tension as you can and then you finish the rep and so like i was already starting to fuck around with with those things putting isometric holds at the end range of motion and uh so yeah yeah, yeah man isometrics Good shit. Yeah, I good love shit. the pull up hang mm-hmm. isometric or even an L sit. So you keep yep. your leg, put your legs up in L sit and doing a chin up. Like, yep. whew, that is not easy. Fuck never, yeah. never gets easy. Never gets easy. Cool. Okay. So wrap, huh? this episode was brought to you by Hot Rob's Garage. <laughs> Hot Rob's Garage. We may be working on the name, but Rob is opening a training <laughs> consulting business. So, in all seriousness, um, yeah, Rob's available for jujitsu uh, training. You, dude, you are a fucking expert at nutrition. You got I that know. shit done. No, 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 no. I know you're gonna try and put yourself down, but man, you like you have taken you know food prep, cooking, 
all that stuff to a really good level. So, um, yeah, man, if anyone's interested, I don't know if Rob wants to give out his email address or he can hit us at Grumpy Guy hit BJJ. Say, hit, hit us at Grumpy Guy. Grumpy Guy BJJ at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll have some more info on Rob's new business venture. Hot, hot Rob's Garage. Yeah, we'll take, maybe we'll come up with some different names <laughs> and let <laughs> people vote on them. But, uh, but yeah, so we're going to wish Rob luck on his venture. And, see what uh, comes of it, huh? See what comes of it, man. So, yeah. All right. What the fuck is, you know, what's the worst can happen? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. All right. But anyways, so on that note, now we'll, exactly. Call it a day. We've done our first promotional piece for it. So, it's a, it's a thing now. <laughs> it's a thing now. It's yes, out there in the ether. It's out there in the ether. All right. All right. All right. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Yeah.